Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 164, the final NWTF Board of Directors nominees interviews. And I am your host and the guy who's back from Virginia. I had a great trip to Virginia to visit and hunt with my buddy John. And you know, it's so interesting hunting in other parts of the country. I get to experience how other states manage their game through their seasons that they set and the bag limits that they set as well. And I get to see how different states manage their public lands. And I get to imagine what hunting private land in Alabama was like before Farming row crops became uncool, and farming cows and pine trees and catfish became commonplace. Now, don't get me wrong here. America needs cows and pine trees and catfish, but I think that wildlife thrives around agricultural land. The amount of ag land in Alabama is roughly a fourth of what it was 30 to 40 years ago. And personally, I think our wild game is suffering because of that. All right, so I got off a track here. Sorry about that. So I'm back from the trip. I had a great time. Killed a couple of deer, killed some squirrels, and got my trip to Idaho and Washington planned on the way to Virginia and on the way back home from Virginia. Now, I just need to book some airfare and wait about five months. And just like Tom Petty said... The waiting is the hardest part. So today, we are 91 days, 9 hours, 52 minutes, and 20 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season. We are 3 months and 3 days away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So this week on the show, we are wrapping up the interviews with the nominees for the NWTF Board of Directors. First up, I have Bill Lafayette from California to tell us about himself and why he is running for the Board of Directors. Listen in closely, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey everybody, I am pleased to tell you that I have on the line with me tonight Mr. Bill Lafayette who is running for the NWTF Board of Directors. And I know that Bill's been on a little hunting trip, so I'm going to pick his brain and 
get him to tell us how that hunting trip went. But first of all, Bill, how are you and where are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. It was a successful hunting trip, which always makes the having to go back to work a little bit better where you could reminisce about it. (laughs) Uh, And I'm in San Francisco today. A little warm for us, but. So you were coos deer hunting. I was coos deer hunting in New Mexico. Yeah. Fantastic. And did you get a nice trophy? I did. Luckily, it was on the first day. We were able to hike in and find them. These I've never hunted coos deer before, and I'd just come back from a whitetail hunt about a month ago in Illinois, and they might be called whitetail, both coos deer and Midwestern whitetail, but they sure are different animals. And right. We were able to find them, a good one, and we had to sit on them for four or five hours. But then he finally came out enough where I could get a shot for about a tenth of a second, it seemed like. And very proud of myself, 530-yard shot, and I was able to Holy put him down. Cow. So, and uh, he should, we did a preliminary tape uh, measurement of him at the taxidermist, and he should go boot and crock it. So, wow, uh, man, that's I was awesome. very excited, and to the guys at Desert Meadow Outfitters, Justin and Brian, who helped me out, it was a phenomenal hunt. I had a great time. That is fantastic. Yeah, it sounds like a heck of a hunt, and a 530-yard shot. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, I've been practicing. Yeah, I felt pretty confident that I'd be able to do it. Well, I, I'm not even going to brag that I shot a whitetail at 250 yards this weekend because. Of that. <laughs> oh, did you? Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard for you to get those kinds of shots down well, in the it, south. I mean, it's just it, too thick. It typically is, and you know, I actually was hunting in Virginia this past weekend, so. A buddy of mine has a farm there, and he's got several good-sized ag fields. But a 250-yard shot is really nothing to brag about, but getting some meat on the table is. So yeah, that's something to brag about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A dead deer is always something to brag about. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Well, man, that's awesome. I'm excited for you. I, that's something that I've got on my bucket list and will probably mark off in the next four or five years going and doing some coos deer hunting. And I actually... Well, I tried to buy a coos deer hunt at a safari club banquet auction. This has been several years ago, and they didn't tell us that there was a minimum bid on it, oh. on the hunt, until after I'd bought it and they'd moved on to the next item. And then I went to go check out, and they said, well, you didn't get the coos deer hunt. Uh, I said, well, I didn't get it. Who didn't? Because you guys took my number down. They said, oh, well, there was a minimum on it. So I was pretty upset about that. Well, I but, bought this hunt two years ago at the Turkey Federation at the National Convention. Oh, wow. At the hunt auction. Yeah. yeah. This is where I got it two years ago. I was there, and I'm like, I've always wanted to shoot, you know, get a coos, and I'd gotten two elk, and at times so the freezer was good. I'm like, what's the next thing I could go for? I'm like, oh, I'll go for the smallest, <laughs> the yeah. smallest one I can, which is the coos, and I <laughs> saw the hunt there, and so I bought it there, and then the guy was great, and I, you know, pushed it for a couple of years, so I'd have time, and then it was wonderful. Man. Good when a hunt like that, you know, a good experience at a hunt that you buy at the convention. It's always nice that they work out. Yeah. Yeah. That is great. Well, fantastic. Well, I know you've got a busy evening ahead of you sitting in a chair and having a telephone headset calling. hooked up to your head with a conference <laughs> call going on. Yeah. So I don't want to keep you away from that call any longer than I have to, but let's jump in and, and get going with this. So, 
you are, like I said, running for the NWTF National Board of Directors. So tell us a little bit about yourself and why you are running for the board. Sure. So I am 46 for another month, and then I'll be 47. All right. I am married, have two girls, one 13, one 10. My oldest one does hunt with me. The youngest one, she'll sit with me, but she doesn't shoot. But the oldest one does shoot. Okay. I started my career at Arthur Anderson in the tax group. So doing tax returns in public accounting after graduating from, I'll say, USC. That's not South Carolina. That's Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> then after the my at Arthur Anderson... I went to work for one of my clients for a brief period of time and then started my own firm. I'd specialized in private equity and venture capital since the beginning of my career when I graduated from school. So I kind of set up a cool. consulting business to consult to those kinds of firms here in this, you know, San Francisco Bay Area and Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And I uh, did that for a few years and really built up that firm and then was approached by three people that were starting up a Asia private equity fund of funds, so investing in other private equity funds in Asia. Mm-hmm. And they asked me to uh, help them out. Uh, they asked me to join full time. I said no for a little while. Uh, had some restrictions. One of the restrictions was I have a hunting problem and they needed to understand that. <laughs> and so I didn't want to hear anything about it when it's north wind and it's duck season and I have to go or when I disappear for a week during turkey season. That's just the way that it goes. Uh-huh. Uh, they agreed, and so I came over here. That was in 2006, and now work at Asia Alternatives as the uh, chief financial officer and one of the partners and owners of the firm. Fantastic. Uh, why I'm running for the board is, you know, I've been involved with the Turkey Federation since 1996, I think was the yeah ninety six or ninety seven was the first meeting that I went to when we started the San Francisco chapter with my friend Vince Rosedahl, who's on the board currently. We liked what they did, we liked what we heard, so we started getting involved. Vince has been very involved with the board and with the Turkey Federation for a long period of time, so I hear how things have gone. But you know, I had a young family at the time, or had no family actually at the time, just starting off. Mm-hmm. With my career and raising kids and having kids, it just I didn't have the time. And so I'm at a point now in my life where I have a little bit more time. I'm busy, but I have some more time, and I think I've acquired some knowledge, you know, just through living that would be helpful to the board of directors. You know, I've started up my own business and started up this fund. I have uh, some pretty unique experiences that I think I could bring to the board. And then one of the major reasons, it sounds corny, but is that, you know, I watch my kids hunt and I watch them want to go out and I take other kids hunting all the time. And I think it puts me in a pretty valuable place because I have a young family. And so, you know, it's something that I think that I bring that's a little bit more unique and that I have very, very young children here in California and can kind of bring that West Coast and particularly the anti-hunting that we see here in California and kind of mm-hmm. bring that to the Turkey Federation and try to, you know, we're never going to make it go away, but we can certainly help it. Right. Very good. So, as you already know, there are three open seats 
and there are six gentlemen running for those open seats. So we get to vote three times. Well, not three times, but we get to vote for three candidates. <laughs> so tell us why we should cast one of our three votes for you. Sure. I touched on it a little bit, but I think that, one, my love of turkeys, I know we all love them, but I have been addicted to this. I think like you, Andy, when I heard that first gobble, I just, I can remember it like it's, like it just happened. And I mm-hmm. love turkeys and I love where they are and I love to watch them and I love everything about them. And I want my family to be able to hunt them. And I think that, you know, the perspective that I bring from California and with the young family, I think is valuable to the Turkey Federation and to all of the members, not just, the, you know, not just people in California, obviously, but I think, you know, for across North America, I think that that adds some value because things that happen in California, obviously, have a way of creeping into other places. All and right. I think the other thing um, that I think is very, that I bring to the table is my experience in finance. So um, because I've built finance groups, I've built whole teams, I manage large teams in the finance, and I have a unique access to people and people and groups that a lot of people just don't have access to in the financial world. So I'm lucky enough to sit in meetings with some, uh, you know, I can't give out names, but with some pretty preeminent people in the business world and hear what they say and and how they run organizations and how they do things and how they build businesses. And there's obviously things that you, even though it's a startup company, that doesn't mean that it doesn't apply to something that the Turkey Federation could do. So it allows me, you know, pretty unique access to these people to pick ideas, which is one of the things that I love to do is shut up and listen to very, very smart people in a room and then be able to take those things and apply them to my life, not just my personal life, my professional life, but also, you know, to the NWTF and the other groups that I help. Yeah. All right. I hope that helps you to determine if you want to cast a vote for Bill. Now, next up is Scott Hill from New Jersey. Tell us a little more about himself and why he deserves one of our three votes. And I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me today, Scott Hill. Scott's running for the NWTF National Board of Directors. And so I want to get him on today to tell us a little bit more about himself. And we're going to jump right into this. Scott, how are you and where are you? Good, Andy. I'm fine, Andy. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Very well. Uh, I'm up here. I'm up here in the Northeast. I live, born and raised in New Jersey. Okay. But don't hold that against me, please. <laughs> Not that I want to be, but I am. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. I know you, that you're busy right now, and we all are. Tis the season, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I appreciate you taking time out to chat with me. So. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for re-election to the NWTF Board of Directors, because you actually are on the board right now currently. Is that right? That's correct. I'm just finishing up my second term right now. To you know, keep it simple and, and pretty quick here, I was one of the founding members of my local chapter. 20, we're going to have our 23rd banquet, or 23rd annual Hunting Heritage Banquet in February. So I was part of that group. And, you know, since then, I worked my way up, became involved, more involved with the chapter as far as being a banquet chairman, uh, a local chapter president, and then on the state board as a state board of director, um, 
state chapter treasurer and then state chapter president. I held that position for a while and, and ran for board six years ago and, and was fortunate enough to be elected and get on. And then three years ago, um, got on the board again through re-election. So I'm you know, just very thankful. I'm very humbled. It's a you know, great group and, and an awesome group of volunteers across the country. We have an awesome staff down in Edgefield and in each state with our RDs and regional biologists. And you know, like I said, very humbling experience to be working with such fantastic people, especially my fellow board members. Yeah. Well, can you give us a little bit of information, those of us who don't know you real well, tell us why we should cast one of our three votes for you? I pretty much, I would appreciate the support. You know, like I said, I've been a volunteer in the organization for over 20, or a member for over 25 years, been involved in a chapter for, for 23 years. One of the parts that I really like as far as being a board member is I've gotten to a bunch of uh, state awards banquets, you know, in, in the Northeast. And also I was out to Wisconsin one year. I've met a lot of great folks and just an opportunity maybe to give back a little bit more to the organization, to conservation and to hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, some of the things, you know, and I, I don't want to see our sport dwindle down. I want to see us build it back up again, get, you know, youth involved and, you know, mentored hunting. I like to do a lot of mentored hunts up here. We have a Wolf Hill Wildlife Refuge who open our doors up to us. And we do mentored hunts with women, with youth, and with wounded warriors. So it's from that standpoint, it's really rewarding. And, you know, like I said, it's it's not about getting something out of this because every time I walk out into the woods come springtime and hear a bird gobble, uh, to me, that's uh, it feels like I get paid a million dollars to do what I do. But Right. It's being a, being a volunteer and, you know, just having the opportunity to share experience with, with others. Good deal. All right. That is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of today's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you want to hear the rest of this week's episode, then you will need to become a premium subscriber. Becoming a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast is very easy. All you need to do is hex the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word with no spaces. Turkey Hunter. Tech that word to the number 44222. Once you do that, I will respond with a text that asks you to reply only with your email address. Once you reply with your email address, I will then send you a link where all you have to do is click that, fill out some easy breezy information, and plug in a credit card to pay $12. And you'll be subscribed to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast for the next 52 weeks. And that gets you all the premium content for the next 52 weeks. Gets you all of our premium content from all of the past episodes. And it'll get you the premium content for this week's episode as well. Okay, so that's all that I have for you guys for this week's show. But before I let you guys go for the week, I need your help with something. If you would please go to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Podbean, or whatever podcast player application you use to listen to this show, and leave a five-star rating and a review for the show, I'd really appreciate that. And I know any potential new listeners will appreciate that as well. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, 
please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.